Hello and welcome. This is the third episode of Dear Abby. You just get me this week. Just good old Abby. I'm alone. However, I will be discussing elevating your customer or patient. Moving forward, we're just going to say customer for the sake of simplicity. One of the special challenges we face is not only being an optician, but being a salesperson. We encounter customers who behave more like customers and often forget that they are receiving a medical device. And it is our job to help guide them through getting the best medical device for their needs. In this case, glasses or contacts. By the end of this episode, I hope you will feel more confident in your customer-patient interactions. What I'm going to focus on is a walkthrough of customer experience. Often when customers come in, we want to give them the best experience and we hope they have the best experience. Those of us who've worked in the retail side know that it doesn't always end up like that for either of us really. So first, let's look at once that patient walks in the door, they are officially a customer. Their mindset has switched, whether or not they're walking directly from a doctor's office or just walking into your storefront through the front door, their mindset is now of a customer. Glasses, as we Jess and I said in the last episode, are very much considered um, an accessory, a fashion accessory. So once that patient walks through your door, they become a customer. Whether or not they're getting a medical device isn't really going to be at the top of their mind. So you want to make sure that you're greeting them as a customer. Stand up and say hello. If you're with another customer, that's fine. Turn around. Let them know where they can begin browsing and let them know you'll be with them in a moment. If there's another optician available, you can say their name directly and make sure that they know where they are so that they can go receive help from them. You really need to make that first impression. Your store should be well lit. Your glasses should be clean. Your frame boards should be organized in some sense of organization and even color-coded because a colors in a certain air in a certain um, arrangement and order tend to be more appealing. Play with your displays every once in a while and see if you get a better response when you switch things up, when you change things out. Don't forget, there's many, many, many people now wearing frames of the opposite sex. So don't automatically assume that a woman is just going to walk in and want to go to the women's section and look at something with bling on it. There are larger men frame, men's frames that are in style at the moment, and women are really liking a lot of that. Men also sometimes really like a thin, lightweight frame. Maybe they don't want the big boxy look. So don't assume where they want to look. This is where the customer starts feeling comfortable and confident in your abilities. Even if you're still training, if you can speak with confidence and ask them questions as to what they are looking for, then they know right off the bat that they are in the right place and they're gonna get the right service. Now, 
many places, if you're a private eye care, there's often uniforms or a certain very strict dress code. Make sure you're within that dress code. Make sure that you look professional, your clothes are clean, you don't look frumpy. You have to remember, they are now a customer. They are shopping. You're representing the brands that you're selling. So make sure that your presentation lives up to the highest brand that is on your shelves. Next, we're gonna look at the more important part because this is where you're gonna really start figuring out what kind of glasses your customer's looking for. Not necessarily the color, the shape, the blah, 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 blah. You're gonna be asking the questions in a way that develops a relationship, but you're going to be listening. You're gonna be caring about their responses. So even if it seems as though mm, some someone's not very engaged and you're asking them what they do on weekends and they seem to read books and watch a lot of Netflix, that's fine. <laughs> but that gives you a clue. They do a lot of specific focus work. So now you're gonna know, oh, maybe we wanna make sure there's room for a bifocal if there's a lot of reading. There should be, you know, maybe a lot of space up top if they're laying back. Do you lay back while you watch TV? Do you sit up? Do you lay on your side? All of these things, if you listen carefully enough, you will be able to choose the correct lens product for your patient. Not just the correct frame style, the correct lens product. You will hear if they go outside, if they have trouble when they're driving, if they have trouble during night driving if they work on the computer all day. Those are all going to give you clues as to specific eyewear and specific eyewear needs. If they're outside and they drive all the time, they're probably going to need some sunwear. And you're gonna need to introduce that into the conversation. Ask them if they have sunwear at the moment. How much sun protection do they use when they're outside? Have they had the benefit of sun protection before? they work at a computer all day, you could recommend computer glasses. It eases the comfort of eye strain, especially if it has some type of blue filter on there in the form of AR or in the lens itself. And it makes it a lot easier to work without having to tilt your head up and look for that intermediate. So make sure you're asking these questions. Ask questions like, what does a typical workday look like for you? And listen. Are they on the computer? Are they driving? Do they work in customer service themselves? Do they work in waiting? Then you're gonna to wanna to ask them what their typical weekend would look like or their days off. Are they outside and active or are they inside reading books? Do they volunteer? Do they work with animals or children? These are all good, good questions. And ask them in a way that kind of sounds like you wanna be their friend, you really wanna know, because you really need to listen. Too many times I have kind of been in, an, uh, in between an experience with an optician and it, and it feels like very clinical. 
They're just asking very basic questions and they're not really listening to the answers. So, you know, you get someone like, oh yeah, I'm on the computer at work, but uh, a lot of my work is kind of looking out over, into out the window because I have to watch this or that. And yet the optician is recommending computer glasses. And this individual is not on the computer all day. They use a computer, but they're not on it all day. So that amount of comfort probably isn't necessary and would probably get in the way of them being able to look out and see out. So making sure you're asking these questions to listen, to hear the answer. Don't try to talk someone into sunglasses if they're never outside. If you're helping someone like my husband, who's a big video gamer and spends all his free time inside, which is fine, don't, don't try to sell them a pair of sunglasses. That's rude and it sounds like you're just a salesperson and you're not being an optician. And that's the truth. If you're recommending products that aren't really applicable to their actual life, then you are really just being a salesman. And you're not being very helpful. Ask about whether or not they need safety glasses at work. This is another big one that I see missed quite often. A lot of times, either they don't ask about it or they allow the patient to get like transitions or tinted safety eyewear and then they find out that the employer didn't allow that. So make sure you're listening. Some of the best questions I've heard is, what do you like to do with your kids? Because often we've already kind of gotten through those, you know, that little introduction. We've looked at the prescription, we see what they need. You know, oh, you have a progressive, how much reading do you do? That's a good one. How much reading do you do? Sometimes if they've been prescribed a progressive, a lot of individuals choose not to get that because they don't want to use it. They, you know, they're not ready for it. They don't read that much. They don't think they're going to use it that much. Okay, don't push. Um, Recommend, you know, oh, if you're in a restaurant and you're having trouble reading in that dim light, a progressive will help in those situations. But if you're not ready to make that step, that's fine. We'll move on and just discuss other things that can help you. Um, What do you do with your children? This is where kind of finding out if they'll need a warranty. Do they have dogs, cats, children? Do they play sports? Um, You know, do they tend to drop things? Are they clumsy? (laughs) These are good things to know as well. And then you can help them understand that a warranty isn't just a, a, you know, a $10 click button kind of thing. It is something that will help them financially in the future. The other part of lifestyle questions is you'll get a really good sense of how much they're actually going to be using the glasses. They're primarily a contact wearer. They're probably gonna struggle with their their vision in the glasses. There's always a difference between the two. Most contact wearers that I know personally prefer their contacts because they sit on the eye, they feel like they see more clearly, they don't want to wear their glasses. Uh, These are individuals with quite high prescriptions, but I don't personally wear contacts, so I don't know exactly how they feel. Um, But I do, I have heard from quite a few people that it is much better than wearing glasses. However, they're always going to need a backup pair of glasses because contacts break, contacts fall in the toilet. (laughs) 
you know, contacts get lost or damaged or you didn't realize you were on your last pack and you run out. And then if you don't have that backup pair of glasses, then you're kind of up a creek. Children patients are also really fun. I love working with children. I don't do retail anymore, as I said last time. Uh, but I really miss shopping kind of with the kids. It's really fun to ask them what colors they like, what kind of sports they play, what's their favorite thing to do in school. Um, and you get them really excited about the glasses. The really big thing to remember about patients that are children is to really very much convince the parents to allow them to choose their glasses. This means you're going to have to get a little stern. Sometimes it's not fun, but we are still, even though we're selling a product, we are still opticians. And one of the biggest things about children not wearing their glasses is, well, my mom or my dad made me wear this because I know parents, you know, we want to save money. I get it. I got two kids myself, but if they choose what they're putting on their face, it is more likely that they're going to wear it. So if they choose that awful bright purple thing with the pony on the side and some princess hanging out somewhere on there, let them get it. It'll, they'll wear it, they'll enjoy them, they'll love them a lot more. Um, there's some glasses, I think, with like Ninja Turtles on them or, you know, bright neon green. That's fine. Please let your kids go with it. And that's how you should be speaking to the parents. Please let your kids go with it. They're going to wear them and that means they're going to get the benefit from them. You don't even, you don't want to buy glasses that they're just not going to put on. You know, sometimes it'll cost a little bit more because the frames are more fun. That that are more fun tend to be a little bit more expensive. But, you know, say that to the parent. You're making a trade-off. They're going to use something that's going to help. Maybe it costs 50 bucks more. Or do you want to pay for the whole set of glasses and have them just sit in a case in their backpack? So, you know, you do kind of have to be stern sometimes. Which leads into the next segment. So this is where I talk to you about getting stern with your patients. You're going to have to say no sometimes. And sometimes you're going to have to really educate your patients. This is something that being on the lab manufacturing side, I'm experiencing kind of a frustration with with some opticians. Not all of you, but some. Um, I'm encountering a lot of patients are unhappy with product because... They weren't told that they should not get that product when they should have been told that that is not going to work, it's not going to look good. Or they weren't really educated, so they don't know what they're wearing on their face, and when it's not working the way they think it should work, then they're frustrated and angry. This is where we see a lot of doctor's changes, um, a lot of repeat remakes, Um, you know, the seg's too high, seg's too low, I can't see off in the distance, or it's weird out in my periphery, um, first time progressive wearers, oh, I can't wear these, they just make me dizzy. There has to be a point where you say no. And as an optician, 
is your responsibility to say no and to take that extra time to educate a patient or customer in this case. When you get a patient with a really high prescription and they want the really big sunglasses that are, you know, half your face big, you have to say no. Now that I'm on the manufacturing side and I see these glasses come through and they're extremely difficult to make, A. B, the cosmetic quality of that product is not good, quite frankly. It's just not something that I'm happy with putting out to the people. (laughs) I don't like sending them out, but, you know, I get them as good as I can get them and do a double, triple check to make sure everything's secure and, and I send it out and a lot of times I do. I see it come back through as a redo. It should never have been done in the first place. It sounds mean of me, I know, but having been in the retail side, I got really good at telling patients, no, listen, listen, lady, you're a minus eight. I'm not putting you in a drill mount. Okay. They don't assemble well. They don't hold up well over time. They're very thick. And with a drill mount, you can see all the thickness and the They don't make bushings long enough for that thickness. It's really difficult to drill properly without the holes either getting cracked or warped or melted, essentially. So you're an optician for a reason. So even though they have the customer mindset and they're there to shop, you are still guiding them on a medical device. So it is still your responsibility to say, listen, You have a plus 15. There is no lens blank big enough to cut out to get a 50B and a 77A. Okay? It's just not going to happen. Not to mention the fact that your eyelashes and possibly your eyeballs are going to be rubbing all over the lenses. (laughs) So you have to really be able to educate. A lot of patients know, okay, I have a really high prescription. They kind of know the range of what they can look at and what tends to look good. We always get those patients that for some reason forget the amount of prescription they have in their glasses and just think everything should work all the time. And we can essentially make anything we want. Um, I can slap together a minus eight high wrap pair of sunglasses. I can get that made. Is it going to look good? No. Is it going to feel good? No. Is there going to be a really good viewing area in there? No. But that was the responsibility of the optician in the first place. Now, I have encountered patients on the retail side where I have done everything I could and I've said, nope, this isn't going to work or this is what your experience is going to be. And the patient insisted. Now, there is a place where you can change your no to a okay. However, and this is where you educate, reasonable expectations. You really need to temper the expectations of a customer. A first-time progressive wearer is going to hate their progressive for about three weeks. And you probably should literally say that phrase to that customer. You are going to hate these glasses for about three weeks. There is a very large remake exchange window for glasses. 
I have not been to a place that does not have a very long time to allow a patient to get used to an, either a new prescription, a new lens style, what have you. So be very open and honest with your patient about what they're getting. Because they're, if they don't know that that's what they're getting, they are going to return or exchange it. So that fellow with the minus eight high wrap sunglasses just insisted upon having them made, had to have them on his face before I even took any money from him. It was a good conversation about these are going to be very thick at the sides. They might hit your face. Okay, I'm okay with that. Okay, sir. There will be a very small, almost tunnel-like viewing area for you because there is no way to get clear vision edge to edge with that amount of thickness disparity. I'm okay with that. Okay, so you're not going to have peripheral visions. You see, I'm reinforcing that. Because you say tunnel vision, the patient's not going to understand that. You need to reinforce, okay, you will not have much in the way of peripheral vision. You're going to have to turn your head rather dramatically in order to see to your sides. Okay, I'm fine with that. Okay. So when we are discussing the product that we are giving or selling that customer, we need to be completely open and honest. Think of it this way. Nobody wants to go buy a car and find out that they got a bunch of bells and whistles for you know a couple grand extra when they could have gotten something that worked just fine for their needs and saved all that money. Now, this is someone's vision. If they are going into a product with that prescription combination that doesn't seem like it's gonna be the best option for them, you need to be very clear about what they're getting. You, the, the worst thing is when they come back in and they're irate because they thought they were getting something and then it ended up being something else. We know that. We've ex- all experienced it. And there are those patients that aren't going to listen to you. That you'll say things to you're blue in the face and they'll still come back three days later throwing glasses at you and screaming. They, those those individuals exist in the planet, yes. But most of the time, if you straight up say, no, I won't do that, or spend a good amount of time educating them on that product, most of the time, you're going to have a really great experience. I often, when I worked in the retail side, was thanked by patients and customers. We often got customers that came from other locations because things just didn't work. Most of that though, what I found was that they weren't really just, they just weren't educated. First time progressive wearers, you've got to tell them they're going to hate them for a while. You've got to tell those customers that they're going to have trouble seeing. When they look down, they have to really look down. They can't just turn their eyes down. That's a whole new muscle memory. When they go up and down stairs, hey, make sure you reach out and grab that banister before you go up and down those stairs. You're going to want to have something to grab onto until you get really used to these. Hey, when you're reading a book or sitting on the computer, you're, you're going to have to move your head now. And, and sit and practice those head movements in, in dispense, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But sit and practice that with those customers so they, they really see what they're getting. I often had those customers come back to me weeks later, either for adjustments or cleanings or what have you. And I was often thanked 
thank you so much for letting me know. You know, this place didn't tell me that it was going to be this hard. They said, oh, it'll just work just fine. Please don't do that. (laughs) If you're a dispensing optician, please don't sell a product and say, oh, yeah, this will be easy. Just don't worry about it. It's rarely ever easy. Even single vision wearers going into another single vision lens, technology changes. And a lot of patients, customers, wait five, seven, ten years to get their next pair of glasses. So what they're getting is going to be different, even if it's almost the same. The technology that's gone into making that is going to be different. And so the experience might be different. The glasses are going to feel different. The prescription might feel off. You really need to make sure you're explaining the differences to your customer. If they're going from a toric, basic, plastic, single vision to a polycarbonate lens, you as an optician should make sure that you're telling them, okay, these are thinner and they are lighter. However, you might experience a little fuzziness, you know, out in your periphery and and up in your, you know, your extreme vision areas. So, you know, make sure that you, they know that the material, while cosmetically is better, optically, there's a little bit of a trade-off. That is your job. And you are all smart enough and have been well-trained that you should be able to make sure that that customer really knows what they're getting. Now, there are always the demanding, unreasonable customers that they, they want their minus 15 to look like the demo lenses in the frames that they picked out and these aren't the right frames and you switched frames out and and you know what have you you get through those situations as best you can keep a smile on your face assure them that you haven't changed the product or switched the product on them let them know well a lot of times i actually would pop out demo lenses and then pop out their prescription lenses and show them the difference. You know, see, this is a Plano, so no prescription. So their prescription in these demo lenses are zero, zero. Your prescription is a minus 15. By the way, you've been wearing this for about 20 years. Why are you surprised that they aren't as thin as this? You know, you can use the demo lens as an example of reasonable expectations. If, if they are a patient that has a very high prescription and they've never had glasses before, First of all, make sure you're really excited that they are getting into something and help them correct their vision. Um, Let them know it's going to be a big difference. And yes, it's going to be clearer, but now your brain has been doing all this work to try to compensate for the vision that you don't have, that you you might get a headache, you might get a little dizzy. Same thing with first time progressive wearers. They're going to get a headache. They're going to get a little dizzy sometimes. You got to keep doing it. And this is where you say the big no. No cheating. You got to tell that patient, no, no cheating. While you're adjusting to this new prescription or this new progressive or this new pair of glasses and, and you've never had glasses on your face before, no cheating. Don't take them off. You keep them on your face from wake up to bedtime. Don't take them off. Don't put them on the side. Don't switch into your contacts if you're getting contacts. You got to wear them for three weeks straight. Now, there was a study done, and I don't remember the studies, so I can't cite the source, but I remember that they did a study where they found out it takes the human brain three days to get used to anything, any change. They had patients wear 
glasses that turned the world upside down. And it only took them three days to get used to it. Now, they had blinders and tape, and obviously they couldn't take them off, and they had to wear them all day, all waking hours, and um, that was their only view of the world. It took them only three days to get used to the world and navigate through the world upside down. They wore it like that for a while, then they took off the glasses. And it only took these patients three days to reaccommodate to the world right side up. So, and I, you, I, t- I tell that story a lot, or I did tell that story a lot to customers because, you know, but we're giving you three weeks. We aren't putting blinders around your glasses and we're not following you around to make sure you keep them on all day. So we're gonna give you three weeks. You need to do your best. You need to make sure you keep these on. And so you have to tell them not to cheat. Especially like me, at my first pair of glasses, my prescription still isn't very high. I do have a, a very slight bifocal, um, but I would take my glasses off all the time and I never got used to them. Now I'm getting to the point where I have to get used to them and wear them all the time. But, you know, I never got used to the glasses and if I wore them, you know, tried to wear them all day after a couple hours, I would get a headache. And so, you know, I could describe that experience to customers and say, you know, I didn't wear them and I still struggle getting used to them and I've had them for years now. So make sure, please make sure you are telling patients no or educating them. That's the other thing. Um, When they do have a higher prescription and they want to get the, the, whatever's in style, those big chunky black square things, Oh goodness, they're not gonna they're not gonna fit. They're gonna stretch out more easily because the higher minuses are a flatter lens. The higher pluses are a more curved lens. You as opticians know this. In the term in the most terms that you know, the simplest terms that you know, try to help them understand. They don't work in glasses, don't expect them to, to really get what you're saying. But try to help them somewhat be able to see, okay, this isn't going to work out the way I want. My high minus is going to make these go really flat. It's going to be really hard to get them to fit my head. Or my high pluses are going to make them really curved. Don't put a high plus in his aisle. Just don't do it. (laughs) Please don't put them in a plastic frame. Um, Because it's really hard to adjust that frame around I'll put high minuses in really big plastic xyle frames because then those will get flat and that's really hard to squish in then without it looking weird. And it distorts the shape of the, the frame itself so then it doesn't even look like the frame that they purchased because it's not going to look the same as the frame off board. Find them something in a metal that really complements their face that will really be able to work around the curve of the lens or the thickness of the lens. Especially the high pluses, you're gonna need to make sure they're in nose pads so you can adjust the glasses away from their face. Make sure they know that. You can tell that to a customer. Hey, plus 13, you have to go in a metal frame. There is not a xyle here. (laughs) There's not a plastic frame here that will fit these lenses and not be basically scratching your eyes all day 
There are Xyles with nose pads. I've found them to not be very adjustable and those nose pads not very stable. So um, if you can, if you find a pair and you have a pair that you know work really well, good on you. But I have found that those nose pads tend to move quite easily and don't stay very well. So say no. Just say no. Be stern. Be real. A lot of customers appreciated how real I was about what they were getting. Okay, so you've said no to a bunch of stuff. You've thoroughly educated your customer on what they're getting. They've chosen their frames. You've gotten a good look at their prescription. You've decided on the lenses that you're going to get. So now they're here to pick up, okay? Again, you're still making a first impression. You had a relationship with them, but maybe it's been a week or two since you've seen them. So you're still kind of building a relationship. You're still kind of on your first impression, right? Make sure when they walk back in, try to remember their names. If you don't remember their names, which is horrible for me, I could never remember anybody's name. Make sure you know that you rec- they know that you recognize them. You know, smile and hi, it's nice to see you back. You don't have to say names. Um, I'm so excited to see you here. Let's go get you set up. Okay. Now, dispensing. This is the primary part of an optician's job. Now, there's the big stuff like measuring PDs, choosing the appropriate lens, which are all going to be in future episodes because those are much bigger conversations and I'd like to have more experts weigh in on that with me. Um, But dispensing is, you know, we're called dispensing opticians. This is where they get to experience what they shopped for. Now, remember, they still have the mindset of a customer. You know, they're they're thinking, oh, I'm just going in and try on these jeans, make sure they fit. Okay? You are making sure that their medical device is working properly for them. Too many times I've seen a lot of customers more focused on the cosmetics of the glasses, whether or not they look good, did they make the right choice on the color. They're not really focusing on their vision. So you need to focus them and make sure they're paying attention. Hey, 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 look at me. How's your vision? Can you see? Okay, I want you to look out there. Some places have a designated, you know, picture or something for distance vision. Um, Hey, I want you to read this. Make sure you can read. All of that's important, but it really begins with presenting the glasses. Don't just give them the glasses and say, have a great day. Don't, don't just shove them in a bag or whatever you do. Don't just hand them a case of glasses. Okay, here you go. Have a good day. <laughs> uh, that doesn't complete their experience with you. So if they saw a, a doctor next door, if you're a private optical and they go from doctor to you, you are representing that doctor. If you are just a standalone retail location with no doctor, you're still representing that store. You're still representing the brands in there. If you carry brands like Coach and Tiffany, do you you think Tiffany really just throws stuff in a bag and lets people walk out the door? Heck no. You need to make sure that the experience that they're getting matches the brands that are on your shelves. And that it respects your doctor if you are in a private optical. Respects the image that your doctor wants to put out. Respect the image that you want to put out. What what kind of image are you presenting personally? 
What do you want people to think of you as a dispensing optician? Do you want your customers to know that you're a professional, you know what the heck you're doing, you know what's up, and you know how to create a great experience? Yeah, you do. Present the glasses. Get trays or get something fun to give them out in, you know, like maybe um, fun little buckets for sunglasses in the summertime or, you know, just do something that makes it look either fun or gorgeous. You know, you got to remember they are paying quite a bit of money for this product. Yes, insurance probably covered some of it, but they, these glasses are typically five to six to seven hundred dollars out of pocket. So you want to make sure that picking them up is an experience for them. Fashion aside and making sure it looks good, present it so that they can see the glasses. Don't bring out a case and have to open the glasses and all that kind of stuff. Take everything out for them, their cleaning cloths, cleaning products. If you um, give that away at dispense, uh, set the glasses up in a way that they can see their glasses. If they've gotten multiple pairs, figure out kind of a fun configuration. Make sure that it looks good. Remember they've spent money, it's gotta look good. Okay, let's move on from that. Now they're sitting and you're going to have them try them out, try them on. They should be clean. So clean off the markings, clean off the sticky crap from the tags, you know, make sure they look good. Don't let, let them have dust on them. Don't let anything have dust on it actually. Make sure everything's nice and clean. Um, and have them pick them up and try them on. Because at this point, this is where you get to watch how they put their glasses on if you didn't already do it when you were doing your measurements during the purchasing, um, whatever, when they're buying, (laughs) purchasing, whatever. (laughs) Um, But once their prescription lenses are in, they tend to act more naturally than they do with just either empty glasses or demo lenses. So watch how they put them on. Make sure you catch them if they're using one hand. Make sure you catch them if they're stretching them way out to get them around their mug or anything. Um, So watch that and then make sure you mention it if they're putting them on kind of roughly or improperly. Do the fitting. Fitting is really important. Don't have them look around until you've made sure that they're straight and adjusted the way that they were wearing when when you did the measurements. So um, always custom fit at measurements prior to purchase then do it again after because you know I work in the lab we sometimes bump frames and sometimes we have to manipulate the frame around the lens so it will fit a little differently a lot of times so you're gonna have to do some work there after you get it fitting the way they want then give them the mirror (laughs) and have them look around because if they're not adjusted and they're not fit properly, their vision's not gonna be there and they're not gonna like what they see. So make sure it looks good on their face, not just on the tray when you walk out, but on their face, then say, okay, now here's the mirror. We've got it all set for you. Here's the mirror, take a look, what do you think, okay? Let them look at themselves. Remember, they were a customer, they purchased something. Give them that gratification of seeing that purchase and enjoying it, okay? Then go back into Okay, so let's look here. Let's test your vision out in the distance. Tell me what you can see out there. How does it feel compared to your other glasses? Or how does it feel compared to no glasses? 
Um, and if they are progressive wear, whether or not they're first time progressive wear or multifocal wear, have them read, have them tested in front of you. <laughs> you want them to do that. If you had to educate this patient on, or this customer on anything um, during the purchasing process, um, I'm, I'm hoping that there's a lot of places that write some notes. Hey, I made sure this patient knew or this customer knew that this pair of sunglasses was going to be really thick because he's a minus eight and he wanted a high wrap. Okay. Hopefully there's a note there. So please do that for your fellow opticians. If you're not there to dispense your own customers, please do that so that they can now reiterate those conversations. This is where they get hammered home because now the patient customer has it on their face they're actually looking through it that minus eight i just had to have these high wrap glasses sunglasses to look like a cool dude he is actually experiencing what you told him the experience was going to be so it needs to be reiterated because hey it's a week or two a lot of times these customers forget what they were told it's kind of a whirlwind it feels like things move really fast And so a lot of things kind of go over their head, around their head, or through their head. They just don't even remember. So this is where you reiterate any education that they had to get. And this is where you can begin to have any new education. A lot of times, um, progressive wearers think, oh, progressives are progressives are progressives. You know, everybody thinks Verilux is just a word for a progressive. You know, that's what progressives are called, a Verilux. Nope, that's just a brand. So sometimes we're switching brands, so the vision's gonna feel different because they all have their own special you know, patented design. So the intermediate and the reading and the distance is gonna feel a little different product to product. So make sure you're going through that with them and, and really, okay, yep, that's normal. <laughs> yep, that's normal. Make sure you're using that phrase. Oh, that's perfectly normal. This is gonna take such and such amount of time to get used to. Oh, that's perfectly normal before you were in this brand of progressive and now you've chosen this brand of progressives. So that's the difference. I don't know if you remember, but we talked about that when when you were here purchasing these glasses. Make sure you loop it back. Oh, if you remember, we talked about this. Um, Try not to sound patronizing or condescending. Um, (laughs) You all know how to put on your professional hats and and make it sound good. So make it sound good. Um, And then of course, make sure you show them how to clean their glasses and take care of them. A big thing that I see now in the lab is there's a lot of remakes due to like AR crinkling or crazing. Um, We all know that's because people like to leave their sunglasses or glasses on the dashboard or hanging out in a window by, you know, where it gets direct sunlight all day. Or, you know, we've seen people bake their glasses in a pot. That's always really interesting. So making sure um, that we tell them how to care for them, how to clean them for the longest life of the glasses. There is no such thing as an indestructible pair of glasses. And there, especially once it has all these special coatings like anti-reflective, um, special cr- scratch coats, or some of the more, you know, now there's layers for uh, blue light filtering and some tint layers, like fixed tints, you know, they are going to shorten the lifespan of a pair of glasses and significantly shorten the lifespan if they're not well taken care of. Say that directly to them. Hey, you've, you've got some really amazing technology as a part of these glasses. You're going to have to take extra careful care of them. 
because that technology, while great for your vision, does not hold up well to wear and tear. That's another thing. Be honest. Be open. They appreciate it. Don't just glad hand them and tell them what they want to hear. Be open about what they've purchased. They will take care of it better and they will appreciate the information. So make sure you're doing that. And then, of course, you know, offer them bag, cleaning products, whatever your location offers. You know, give them a handshake or a you know, good day, whatever it is. Make sure they walk out of there really feeling like this. Okay, oh God, I need the right decision with this pair of glasses. I need the greatest decision coming here. I'm so glad I chose this place. Because you will be the reason that they will recommend other people to come They'll recommend that they come see you. They'll recommend that they come to that optical. They'll recommend that they go see that doctor. All based on the experience that you gave them. Because you were pretty much the the tail end of that experience. Whether or not the doctor was really gruff or brief with them or blunt or whatever, they're going to forget all that. You open and close that experience for your customers. Make sure that it's a great one. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, thank you even more. (laughs) This one went a little long, but I do feel that creating the best experience for your customers really reduces the remakes that you're going to experience, especially if you ask them the right questions and develop that relationship, that rapport. The products that you've offered to them and suggested to them are going to be the best products then saying no and educating, <laughs> please do that. This is how you reduce remakes, is really listening to what they need and really telling them what they can and cannot have and really educating them on what they're getting, okay? So please make sure you do those things. You will see remakes go through the floor if you do all of those things. And you will have really really happy customers if you've created an impression that your service and everything that you provide is top-notch that there's nothing else that compares to you so thank you again for joining next week i will be discussing huh i don't know how about somebody ask me a question somebody leave me a message let me know what should i talk about next time if you don't let me know i'll figure something out but hopefully you help me out Have a great week. This has been Dear Abby.